0: Welcome to Pet Will Radio, a unique show about amazing animals and inspirational people with your host, author, animal advocate, and attorney, Peggy Hoyt. So Finding Rover is dog and cat facial recognition. So it's a way to find a lost pet using facial recognition. And all you need is uh, a phone and just take a picture. And with that picture, we can identify a pet that's been uh, reported lost. We partner with shelters all over the country. So every hour we get a feed of all the pets that are brought into shelters. So if your pet is registered and you lose it, all you need to do is I lost my pet, and we instantly start the
1: search. It's, it's pretty cool. It is very cool. So, for maybe people that don't know what facial recognition is, I'm not going to assume that anybody knows anything, but um, what I just got a brand new iPhone, and it has facial recognition, so when I pick it up and look at it, it actually recognizes my face, and I don't have to put my password in, and I can just move forward. So, using that as a
0: Well, we do the exact same thing, but not for humans. We do it for dogs and cats. We uh, partnered with the University of Utah, who actually developed these algorithms that focus on dogs and cats. It's counterintuitive, but the more similar a face it is, a face is, the easier it is to identify. So, if you think of human faces, our noses are in the same spot, our ears are in the same spot, our eyes. It's easier to identify one from another because there are less variables. Now think of a pug or a German Shepherd. Look how different those are. So there's a whole different set of, of, of categories and features that you have to look at. So we worked with the University of Utah with for over nine months. We now can identify any dog or cat with 98% accuracy, which is a photo.
1: That is incredible to me um, because I have used the example before in talking about planning for pets, that it's really important that pet owners specifically identify their pets. Because let's say somebody had three or four black Labradors, and to an outsider, each one of those black Labradors might look exactly the same. They probably don't to their owner, but to somebody else looking in from the outside, they might say, well, all those dogs look the same. I can't tell them apart. But with this facial recognition, we can actually tell each one of those individuals apart from the other one.
0: Right, because you get to think of it this way. You know, the, the algorithms, the, the technology, doesn't know it's a dog or a cat. So we take features around the face, eyes, pupils, nose, texture, color. There are all these different, there's about 138 different variables that we take in the face. So you could put 100 black labs together will be able to tell your bath lab from any other with 98% accuracy. Wow. And now, obviously, there's always little variables, like, you know, is it a front straight, you know, are you looking straight on, is there enough light, you know, is it dark? There are other variables, but, you know, it's uh, it's really pretty amazing in how accurate it is.
1: Well, and I was just watching 60 Minutes last night, and they were doing a piece on facial recognition as well, so I guess it's just going to become the way of the future.
0: Well, I think so. I think, you know, you know, facial recognition has actually been around since the 60s, since the late 60s, uh, with, a, with a, a technology called eigenvectors. And so it just gets, you know, now we're seeing it more and more prevalent, mostly in humans. But, you know, we were, you know, we were the first to really focus on animals, especially dogs and cats. Because we felt that we, you know, we could really make a difference. Somebody with a, you know, somebody walking down the street and sees a dog or cat, stray dog or cat, can just take their phone and take a picture. And with that picture, you can save it, which is, you know, what what this is all about, saving our best friends.
1: Absolutely. And, I, you know, all my best friends, if we see a dog or a cat that's on the road and it doesn't look like it's attached to a human, um, we're probably going to be the first person, persons that would stop and try to do something for that pet. So now we have this tremendous tool in finding Rover and the app um, on your phone to be able to um, snap that picture, put it up into your database, and hopefully um, locate the owner uh, faster.
0: Absolutely. And, and what we say to everybody is, you know, don't wait until your pet is lost to register. The registration is free. It takes, a couple, you know, a couple minutes. All you do is take a picture or upload a picture of your pet onto the website, fill out a couple Little things about your pet, and register it, and and th- it's that simple. We really don't ask any information about the owner. We don't ask for your address. We don't ask your phone number. The only time you would ever put any information about yourself would be if you lost your pet, and we create what's called a digital smart poster, so people can search your pet using facial recognition. So all everything is private. Everything about you, your pet is private, unless you lose it. And then it's almost like you know you're putting up posters around town on on telephone posts, only this is a smart poster. We do the searching for you.
1: Well, and we've already seen that um, people are starting to post lost pets on various social media and and having some success with that. You shared with me some statistics about how many pets you've been able to reunite with um, their owners since your inception. And, and share that with our listeners, John. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We've had over 14,000 reunions. Um, already, and it grows every day. And, and, and they're not your typical reunions. I'll tell you a quick one that just happened. A woman in Sacramento, California, called her mother in North Carolina and told her that she had lost her pet. Her mother said, did you know, any, do you know about Finding Rover? And the, her daughter said, no. So the mother said, send me a picture of your dog. She did. Her mother posted on Finding Rover North Carolina and put the area where she lost the dog in Sacramento. The dog was found. She found it instantly at Front Street Animal Shelter. They had picked oh. up the dog. So her mom from North Carolina found her daughter's dog in Sacramento.
1: That is really incredible. So 14,000 pets that lost their owners and were reunited, um, that makes me really happy because that's 14,000 pets that didn't end up in the shelter um for a long period of time afraid or um, not picked up or not found by their owner in a timely manner.
0: Yeah, no, it, yeah, absolutely. You know, we have actually in some, some states, it, and I'll give you an example, in San Diego, California, they've given all their animal control officers smartphones. So when they pick up a pet, they take a picture out in the field and search to see if anybody reported a lost or finding rovers before they ver- even enters the shelter. So they're actually being proactive, trying to keep the animals even from going into the shelter and doing it right out in the field. And we've had reunions that way, where
1: That's an officer perfect. will say,
0: hey, I think I have Sparky here, I'm on the corner of 5th and Main, come pick up Sparky.
1: So you know that I asked you about horses, because um, my listeners know that I'm a big horse fan, and um, and and you said that some you have been c- contacted by some horse folks. but just address the idea because I actually had an agricultural officer up in my um, driveway last weekend who said that some horses had been found in our neighborhood and did I know who they belonged to. So if we had, uh, you know, finding, uh, 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 finding Black Beauty or something like that, we might mm-hmm. also be able mm-hmm. to find horses.
0: Oh, uh, you know, we can adapt the technology to horses. We've actually been uh, contacted uh, to do other animals, we can, but at this point, you know, our, our focus is really on where we can do the most good, and that's getting animals out of shelters, and And that's why we've really focused on dogs and cats. We're a small team. There's only six of us, and so you can imagine. I'm out, I'm out on the road, uh, you know, all the time, meeting with shelters around the country and bringing them on board. Uh, currently, we're, we're bringing, uh, on average, 10 new shelters a week on board to Finding Rover.
1: That's incredible, and, um, and that's awesome. So how many total shelters do you have right now that are a part of Finding Rover?
0: We're a little over. We just uh, crossed the 600.
1: Okay, so 600 shelters nationwide um, that are now using this incredible technology to help reunite um, either lost pets or found pets. Um, so it works both ways. And then the other thing that I saw that you have on your website, which I think is really cool, is Adopt-a-Pet.
0: So what we're doing with that, we're using the same technology to a, for adoption. So, you know, in a lot of cases, somebody's lost a pet, or had a, you
1: know, or had
0: a pet that, that they no longer have, and as you know, in most cases, pets are not a specific breed; they're mixed breeds, and then a lot of times you really don't know what that breed is, or nor should you care. So with our technology, what you do is you just put a picture of the type of pet you're looking for. Just you know, you can pull it off the the internet. You can take an old photo of one of your old pets. Or we also have a gallery that you can choose from where just have just a bunch of random pictures of pets. You post that, you upload that picture, or click it, and then we'll show you every pet that looks like that that's up for adoption in a shelter within 200 miles. And and the data changes every hour. so that Because we're tied into the shelter data, if that pet's been adopted, you won't see it the next time you search if it's been adopted. It's live data.
1: Okay, so I like that idea. We have six dogs. We'd still like to have another dog, <laughs> and uh, he has a very specific dog in mind. And um, so I could actually upload a photo of that specific dog, yep. and then um, maybe you could help us find one.
0: We can, and not only will it search locally, but if you want, it'll search nationwide. We've had people that you know have have adopted animals that live in California that have adopted animals in Texas because they wanted, you know, they wanted that. Someone that looked like a, uh, uh, an animal that looked like a pet that they had, and of so course. we we have seen, uh, yeah. And so you you know uh, they're part of the family. Our pets are our family, and so if we can bring them home, that's we've, we've done our job here.
1: Well, pets certainly are family, and um, and of course that's where the idea for this show came from. All my children wear fur coats um, because mm-hmm. all my mm-hmm. kids do wear fur coats, um, yep. and. uh, Not in the bad sense of the word, I mean they're wearing their own fur coats, of course. Um, So we talk about all kinds of different things each week when we get together, and so just being able to share this information about Finding Rover, um, and and I want folks to be able to go to your website at FindingRover.com, very simple, and um, we're talking with John Polomeno, he's the CEO and the founder of Finding Rover. Um, John, walk us through the registration process. Tell us just how easy it is to do that.
0: Very simple. So all you're going to do is upload a photo of your pet. You're basically going to give us a little bit of information about your pet, how old it is, uh, basic, is is it vaccinated, and things like that. The reason we ask how old it is, because if your pet's under 18 months old, every 30, uh, excuse me, it's every 60 days, we will alert you to take a new picture, because if you can imagine a puppy to an adult, they change, so we alert you. Once they're over 18 months old, once a year we ask you to update your picture. But basically, it's that simple. You upload a picture of your pet, put some basic information, the only thing we ask of you is your zip code. And the reason we ask the zip code is that we know where to start the search if you lose your pet. Now, let's say you're traveling, Change the zip code, or you can change the city on where you're searching. Similar to what happened with the the lady in North Carolina that I mentioned, she searched Sacramento, California, but by default we search the area that you know your pet lives.
1: Well, I think that makes sense, and of course, because I have six dogs and two cats, I'm going to go ahead and register all of my pets because God forbid that I would lose one. But I'm thinking about a situation where I was pet-sitting over the holidays for one of the gals that works in my office. I had her dog at my house for about ten days. And um, sure enough, in one of the early days of of her being at my house, I I lost her for a whole ten minutes. Mm -hmm. But um, it would have been great to know that if I couldn't find her that she was registered in the database and that others would be able to, um, if they found her, to take take her picture, upload her, and then we would have been immediately reunited.
0: Right. We actually have, we have actually some members that are dog sitters uh, that actually, well, their clients, they register them as their pet. So in case that happens, they're able to search automatically. So we yeah, actually I have th- dog sitters that are actually doing that. Yes. Yeah.
1: I think that's a great idea. Anytime you become responsible for someone else's pet for a period of time. Um, yeah, your worst nightmare is that a dog on your watch oh. or a cat on your watch goes missing. Um, so you exactly. want to be able to exactly. for sure be able to find those pets. So and I as I said, I this is just
0: another tool in your arsenal. This is another tool that we can all use. Uh, we, we take thousands of photos with us all. I mean, they, you know, can you take a photo of a pet that's lost? Of course, they
1: Absolutely. So I, ha- I have a little question I don't know whether um, this is a little bit of sleuthing but um, I am in possession of a dog that uh, was adopted by one of my clients uh, Well, not adopted but purchased by one of my clients and the photos that were provided of that dog when when the dog was actually purchased um, may not actually be the dog so if your technology might help in that regard as well
0: well, remember, it does it in, as a percentage accuracy. Re- it doesn't. So, can it definitively, without doubt, one hundred percent? I would say no. Um, but you know, best case, you know, I- if it comes, it'll, it'll. We had a situ- we actually had a situation like this uh, happen in one of our shelters where somebody adopted a pet right after it was adopted. A woman came in and said, "Hey, I saw this picture. This was my pet," and they had already adopted it out. So we got a call, and and we're at a match against these two animals and tell us if you think it's the same animal and we did and we said, Yeah, you know, in our in our opinion it's the same dog. And so then we leave it up to the shelter to decide what they're gonna do about, you know, about the, the pet that had been adopted. But I, I can't say that it would be a hundred percent.
1: No, but yeah, fairly accurate. So that's interesting because I can I can see how this would be also a valuable resource to in um a, a natural disaster kind of situation in reuniting pets with their owners number one um
0: we, yeah we did that at, we did actually that at the Katrina so what we what we do there is any pet any pet uh, that's registered in finding rover during a hurricane or a storm we instantly put them in lost status even though they're not lost we put them in lost status for that area and the reason we do that is because a lot of times you know People that are finding these animals, people may not know that they're lost, you know, they can't. And so uh, searchers can actually start identifying owners of pets that they find during natural disasters.
1: Wow, okay. I think that's a really awesome idea is just assume that all pets in a natural disaster have the possibility of going lost, um, being separated from their owners in one way, shape, or form. And um, and then being able to reunite those um, pets with their owners. We
0: did that for yes, we did that for Campfire up here in Northern California. We did exactly that. We we put pets that were in the Campfire. We put them all in lost status so people could search for their their pets.
1: I love that idea. I I just I can see so many wonderful things coming out of this technology, and so happy that you. Have created this fabulous opportunity for pet owners to be able to be reunited with their pets. Um, I can also see you getting called as an expert witness um, in some cases (laughs) where there might be a dispute over whether or not this photo of a pet and this actual pet are the same pet. In a, um, you know, because I work in the field of law, um, there, you know, it's not. Out of the realm of possibility that there would be two people claiming to have an interest in the same pet.
0: Oh, I'm sure it happens all the time. I'm sure it happens all the time.
1: It does, and, and I do. You know, we
0: yeah. I just wanted to. I just wanted to mention that the reason Finding Rover is free and don't sell anything. You know, you're never going to see a barbecue for sale or trip to, to Hawaii, is because of sponsors like the PECO Foundation. The PECO Foundation is is you know put their money where their mouth is. And they've put money in finding Rover to make sure that it stays free and that everybody can use it.
1: Um, and that is so kind of them to do that because they're really doing such an amazing service um, for pet owners and their pets.
0: They're amazing. They're, they're the organi- I just can't say enough about the Petco Foundation.
1: Okay, well, good to know. So we ha- we're learning two wonderful things today. We're learning about finding Rover. We're learning about the Petco Foundation. How did you get? Um, how did you get um, hooked up with Petco Foundation?
0: Well, this is an interesting story. Um, so we, you know, I had met the director, uh, Suzan and She's wonderful. She's she's just a wonderful. I met her, and and we just, you know, we we created a friendship. And out of the blue, she called me, and. Said I have to. I have to tell you a story that just happened. And I said, Well, tell me. She said, One of my employees lost her two dogs. They were old English sheepdogs, and she was hysterical. This is in San Antonio. And so Suzanne said, Well, did you did you put them in Finding Rover? And she said, No. So Suzanne put them in Finding Rover, uh, uploaded them, and reported them lost. They instantly found them at the San Antonio SPCA.
1: Wow. So they
0: called. The Said, "Hey, you have our dog And they said, "No, we don't take in strays. We don't have. You must be mistaken." And she said, "Well, no, the pictures are right here. You must be mistaken." So they drove out the next morning, and sure enough, they they made an exception and took those dogs in because they were very highly adopted. So they uh-huh. took the dogs in, and so if it wasn't for Finding Rover, those dogs would have probably been adopted that day. And that's what Suzanne said. We want to be part of this. The, you know. We we want to be part of what you're doing. We believe in what you're doing, and that's how it started, by a reunion.
1: Um, wow, that is incredible, and, and reunions are what this is all about.
0: That's exactly what it's all about. You know, uh, our best friends give us unconditional like love. We can do the, the for them.
1: So, um, tell us some tips for um people who might have a lost pet. Um, what are the steps that they should take? If um, if their pet is missing,
0: well, again, you know, you want to register, register in finding rope, uh, make sure that you you, you search, find uh, uh, so you're able to search your shelters. We still believe in the old-fashioned: you know, put up posters in the neighborhood, go to your local coffee shops, put up posters, check the different lost and found sites that are in your area. That we have, uh, we're we seeing now on even on Facebook a lot of lost and found sites are being put up, We're, you know, we want to do everything you possibly can to to help find, the, you know, find your pet. And, and so finding Rover is just one of those tools that you can use. And it's, it's, it's like a smart search. Now I'll tell you another really interesting reunion story. This is, this is another one that I believe is important for the listeners to hear. Uh, a gentleman and his daughter went looking for their lost pet at a shelter. They didn't find it. The, the the dog was not there. The daughter saw a poster of Finding Rover in the lobby. She found she found a picture of her dog wearing sunglasses. And she entered the theater, she registered the dog with the sunglasses and Finding Rover. The next day the dog was picked up and she was contacted to say, hey, your dog's just been brought into the shelter and they were able to reunite their animal, even though it had sunglasses using Finding Rover. And the reason I say that's important is because if you go to a shelter and if it's not there one day, are you going to go back every single day? Are you going to go to every shelter in your every, every, every day? Well, the cool thing about Finding Rover is it searches for you. It does that search of all the local shelters and does the matches.
1: Well, and I think that that is so important for people to understand because it re- it is really hard to figure out, if you've lost your pet, all of the potential shelters that your pet could end up in, but then staying on top of that and making That's sure that, problem. yeah, oh my gosh, yes. And then let's say, for yeah, example, so that that shelter wasn't registered with you, maybe you could encourage, as the pet owner, for them to go ahead and get registered so that those pets could be reunited.
0: Ab- absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's the more that, you know, it's a big tent, we're, we're trying to get... Shelters, rescues, you know, SPCA, Humane Societies, municipal shelters. Fortunately, you know, we are partnered now with some of the largest municipal shelters in the country. And it's important because, you know, know, most shelters, after 72 hours, those pets are put up for adoption. The whole period is 72 hours. And in a lot of cases, you don't even have the time to go look for your pet or know where to look. And that's where Finding Rover helps because we search every shelter instantly.
1: And folks ca- that are listening, they can um, sign up for themselves, but they can also invite their family and friends as well.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely! You can invite you can invite your family and friends onto Finding Rover. Um, you know, it only works. It only works if we all use it, like any other technology. You know, you have to. You, you know, everybody has to be part of it. It's a community thing. I I did a I did a TED talk a few years back where I talk about the fact that. You know, I, I envision a world where if anybody sees a lost pet, they instinctively reach in their purse or their pocket and take a picture and try to reunite it.
1: Well, I know for sure that's that that's, that's what win I win. will be doing in the future. I, I didn't even know about finding Rover, so I'm really excited to learn about this, and, and I'm happy to share this with uh, all of the listeners and, and get out the good word because... The last thing we want is is a pet that has lost its owner and has, well, we just want to give pets the best possible opportunity to be reunited with um, the people that love them.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, Peggy. You know, dogs don't speak human, and cats don't speak human, and I don't speak dog or cat. But it's a form of communication. A chip is a form of communication. A collar is a form of communication. And fighting rovers is a form of communication. It's your fate
1: the dog's <laughs> uh, yeah and what's more unique than that of course so I noticed that you have a blog on your site so there's lots of good information there for listeners to go to get information about um, what to do if their pet is lost or what to do if they find a pet um, also some good tips on there for finding pets after a natural disaster we do a lot of, um, of talking on the show about you know how to get ready for a natural disaster but this is uh this is the final piece in that is okay so we've done everything we can do in a natural disaster to plan for taking our pets with us but if the worst possible thing happens and you get separated from your pet um, the greatest opportunity for finding that pet is going to be on findingrover.com com.
0: Thank you. Especially if you think about it, if it's somebody out in the field, if it's a person. Like I said, I believe in chips, but I don't carry a chip. But I carry a phone. So long as your pet is registered, anybody with a phone can identify and match your pet instantly. And that's why it's so important to register your pet before they're lost. It's it's that simple. Just register your pet. Just consider it like a security blanket. It's just another blanket you're putting on your pet to protect it.
1: So Finding Rover really is, um, it's got to become a household name for pet owners everywhere so that that's the first thing that people would think of if they had a missing pet or if they found a pet that they would instantly think, oh, this is where I got to go. Because unless we know to go there, um, hopefully, gratefully the shelters do, um, but we really got to get that word out. So everyone who's listening today. Number one, go register your pets. Number two, tell everybody you know so that we can get as many people on this site as possible. So tell us how many pets are registered right now, John.
0: Uh, We have over 1.2 million pets already registered in in Finding Rover, which is amazing when you think about it. And it's growing every day. Uh, You know, every day more and more people are registering. Were, we were we were very fortunate. Uh, Good Morning America just did a whole segment on us. So they interviewed me, and uh, just just off of that segment, we had fourteen thousand registrations in four hours. So wow. it, it's all about it, it's all yeah it it it's, it's really all about getting the word out. It's so easy to do. You know, it, it, we're not asking anything. We're there, there's no money involved, or no you know, just say take a picture or, and. and and, and, you know, help protect these pets. You don't have to own one to save one. You could be part of Finding Rover even if you don't own the pet. You could still have the app, or you could still go to the website. You don't have to own one to save one.
1: Well, and I'm bummed that I'm a Good Morning America watcher, and I missed that segment. So, how um, lucky Yeah, they me. did a whole
0: five minutes on it. Yeah, they did a whole five minutes on it. It was wonderful. I mean, it was, and as I said, over 14,000 registrations just from that mm-hmm. segment.
1: Wow. Okay, well, because I would have signed up immediately, and um, I'm very happy to learn about this. So what's next? I mean, where? what's the future for Finding Rover?
0: Well, our, well, we've, we, we've been inundated with calls from countries around the world that would like to in, uh, implement Finding Rover. So at this point, we're, we're, we're launching a French version for Canada. Um, so we're bringing Canada on board. We just launched Australia, so they're on board. And it's really about, you know, getting more shelters on board, getting more people to know the finding Rover, really start growing the adoption portal where people can search for their pets, you know, using uh, the facial recognition. And tha- that's our mission. Our mission is, is simple, to help reunite pets and find a good home for uh, a pet. That's our mission.
1: Well, that's a very admirable mission and um, one that we're happy to support at All My Children Wear Fur Coats. And um, and one actually that goes hand in hand with um, with my passion, which is Animal Care Trust USA, w- who has as its mission keeping loved pets in loving homes. So same kind of thing. So important. We yes, so important. we just want to make sure that pets stay in their homes, that they're reunited with their owners, that they're never separated. Um, but if they are do get separated, that they have the best possible chance of being reunited. Um, John, I can't thank you enough. um, This is John Polomeno that we're talking to, CEO and founder of Finding Rover, a very um, forward-thinking pet facial recognition. um, If you've lost a pet, if you've found a pet, or if you want to adopt a pet, Um, anybody who loves pets needs to be on the site. That's that's the best thing I can think of, John.
0: Well, thank you so much, Peggy. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we can all be heroes. We can all save a pet. We can all, you know, we, we, can, we, all, we all can all help save these wonderful, wonderful animals that enrich our lives.
1: Yes, that's true. And so please visit FindingRover.com. Uh, register your pets today. Um, download the app, which I have already done on my phone. Um, so excited to now be a part of your community. And... Um, we can find you, I'm sure, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much, baby.
1: You are so welcome. Thank you so much, John, and uh, we look forward to your continued success. And um, I'll say goodbye to our listeners for now. We'll see you next Monday at 3 p.m. on All My Children Wear for Coats. You're listening to MixLR.com. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Hoyt and Bryan and animal care trust usa until there
0: are none please adopt one happy tails! thank you for joining us on pet Will radio visit petwillradio.com for updates on shows links to previous shows inspirational stories videos and more until next time take care